All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. Here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, good evening on this Tuesday. I'm Matt Taylor. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight. The Colts had the day off today. They'll hit the practice field tomorrow as they start preparing for the next challenge at hand. That would be the Los Angeles Chargers Monday night football at Lucas Oil Stadium the night after Christmas for the Colts. The Chargers come into the game. They're 8-6. and six. They would be the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs as a wild card team if the postseason started today. So they're going to be motivated. They're coming off a 17-14 win over the Titans on Sunday. They've won two in a row and three of their last four games coming into this one. The Colts, meanwhile, they're 4-9-1. They've lost four straight games, seven of their last eight, including Saturday's loss to the Vikings. In the process, as we all know, the Vikings completed the greatest comeback in NFL history. They trailed 33 to nothing at halftime. They rallied to beat the Colts 39 to 36, outscoring them 39 to 3 in the second half and overtime. The Colts sit 14th in the AFC out of 16 teams currently, and in Week 16 coming up. They could become the third AFC team eliminated from playoff contention. They're still mathematically alive due to four straight Tennessee losses, uh, but the Titans still lead the AFC South with a record of 7-7. The Colts sit in third place in the AFC South, but don't look now. The Jacksonville Jaguars are just a game back at 6-8, and and they play Thursday night this week against the Jets, who are also in the playoff hunt. Colts made a few roster moves today, a slew of them, in fact. First, they placed running back Jonathan Taylor, on injured reserve, which means his season comes to an end with only three games to play. Taylor suffered another ankle injury early in the game on Saturday in Minnesota. He's been battling that all season long after initially suffering that injury late in the team's October 2nd loss to the Tennessee Titans. The Colts held Taylor out for the next couple of games before putting him back in the lineup in late October, got banged up again against the Commanders, and then was forced to sit out the team's next game against the New England Patriots. After that, though, he came back to the lineup and really played his best football of the season. Uh, Carried it 85 times over the next four games, racked up almost 400 yards, and then tweaked that ankle again over the weekend. And Taylor's been incredibly durable prior to all of this. Before this season, he'd never miss a game either in college or the NFL. So Taylor's season comes to a close. 861 rushing yards, had four rushing touchdowns this year. Last season, he led the NFL in rushing with over 1,800 yards, set a club record in rushing touchdowns, and his bid to become the first Colts player ever with at least 1,000 yards in each of his first three seasons. That comes up short as well. So without Taylor in the full, the Colts are going to turn things over in the running game to Deion Jackson and Zach Moss. Jackson had 13 carries for 55 yards against the Vikings and has 191 yards and one touchdown this season. He's also caught 21 passes for over 100 yards. Meanwhile, Moss was acquired from the Buffalo Bills at the trade deadline along with a conditional sixth-round pick in exchange for Naeem Hines. He has 31 carries for 112 yards in five games for the Colts and has over 1,000 yards rushing and eight touchdowns in his first three years in the NFL. Elsewhere, the Colts signed linebacker Cameron McGrone off the Patriots practice squad today. That means he's going to be on the Colts' active roster 
for the final three games of the NFL season by league rule. He spent time on the Patriots' active roster and their practice squad this season, but did not see any game action. He's out of Michigan collegiately, actually grew up here in Indianapolis. He's a Hoosier uh, going to Lawrence Central High School. The Colts also signed running back Jordan Wilkins to the active roster from the practice squad, so the Colts have three running backs on the active roster at the moment, and they waived defensive end Afadi Adeniabo today. Adeniabo played in 13 games this season for the Colts, had three and a half sacks in a reserve role. On Monday, the Colts released defensive tackle Curtis Brooks from the practice squad. That's notable because he was a sixth-round pick for the Colts this past spring out of Cincinnati. Jeff Saturday, he was a guest last night on Colts Roundtable Live. That's our weekly recap show on Monday night here on The Fan following the latest game. And we'll give you a sample now in case you missed it yesterday. Jeff recapped the Colts' inefficiencies on offense. Only three points after halftime against the Vikings. Only one touchdown on offense for the game, despite scoring 36 points as a team, which was a team high. But the Colts were one for four inside the red zone. The Colts are just six for their last 12 inside the 20-yard line in their last four games. And Jeff talked about what's going on on offense inside the 20. Well, the first, you know, the, the yeah, the second down, we, we get close. You know, we get to third and inches, and then we have a free blitzer off the edge. Uh, it, it comes on the third down. We don't quite get there, and so now it's now it's fourth and and uh, and longer than what you know. Had it stayed in there, I would have went for it. But you know, it backs you up. It was right. a good first drive. Again, completely not you know not unacceptable when it comes to you know a free hitter on the goal line, um, and that really is it is is part of the of the plan. Um, and so, from our perspective, from a coaching perspective, we didn't do well enough there. Uh, we were trying to quick snap it, and so we didn't get it we didn't get it communicated, and that can't happen. Um, and then we had some some miscommunication. We had guys uh, just not make plays in the red zone when they were there, whether it's a missed block, whether it's a missed route, whether it's a you know whatever it is but not not nearly enough efficiency down there. And again, this is the tale of the entire season, right? Before I got here and and equally now that when guys have the opportunity to make the play, we weren't making it. And and uh they made more plays than us in the second half. And like I said, we you know, we do exactly the same. We we start out to a huge lead and then relinquish the lead and ultimately it gets decided in overtime and it should have never gotten there. That's Jeff Saturday. This is Colts Roundtable Live. Last one for me, Jeff. A game like that can can really sting. So what is your message to the guys this week? Three games to play team that's obviously trying to stay positive and find some momentum during this four game losing scale. Well it's embarrassing, right? I mean it's embarrassing and it should be and it should be painful, right? You should live in this because again, we we earned it. It's not uh and so I, I told the guys this morning, you know, being embarrassed by it, being upset by mm-hmm. all of those things should happen. Uh but there's a lot of teams that are embarrassed about their performance and, and upset about their performance last night, right? Half the teams in the NFL are disappointed in how it how it turned out. This cannot be a defining moment. And I think that's the difference difference is understanding and you know when I got asked after the game everybody gave me the oh this is the worst loss in history and blah 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 and I started thinking to myself I was like this probably doesn't even rank in my top five honestly I, I got beat 41 to nothing in the freaking playoffs right like we didn't do anything right and so you know when I look at it from my own personal perspective I'm like it it sucks to lose and I hate losing but we did a lot of good things we can build on but it's it's that mentality of that you have to take the things you did do well and continue to do that all 60 minutes it can't be you know you throw out everything at 41 nothing we could pretty much throw out everything this type of game there was at least things you know you block a punt for a touchdown right, right. you have a you know you have a you have an interception for a touchdown you have two four 
you know, you score, you know, you move the ball down both on your first two drives and get 10 points. Like, there's a lot to to build on. So it's not you just throw this whole thing away. But again, mm-hmm. we didn't do enough to win. That's the part that we have to figure a way to finish it out. But no, this is this is a disappointing loss. And I know everything has historical value and everybody wants to sell and get clicks and get all the things. I, you know, that that part to me is irrelevant. We got it. We got to build on the things we did do well uh, and finish games out. All right. If you have a question for interim head coach Jeff Saturday here on Colts Roundtable live tonight, now you can tweet it in using hashtag Colts Roundtable. Let's go to a handful of questions here, coach, before we get you on your way. Uh, let's go to Morgan. You kind of addressed this a little bit uh, prior, but why were the Vikings able to pick up so many chunk plays in the second half? Were they running plays that we hadn't schemed before? No, no, no. We we made a we made a ton of technical errors. You know, guys being in the wrong gap, fitting wrong, missed way too many tackles. Um, you know, and, and and again, I showed I showed a bunch of tape in the team meeting today uh, about it, and it was you know where where are you supposed to fit here? Well, I'm supposed to be here and there and I wasn't there. What does that mean? That means the guy who's supposed to be able to make this play now can't get to the play. Um, And and that happened, again, way, way too often. And how plays become explosive, even if you're giving up explosive, that can be a 10-yard run or a 20-yard pass. If you're capping them, at least they have to continue to earn it. It was that they were 63, 67, all these plays that are happening, and it may be the the wrong guy carried the wrong receiver, so somebody's wide open. It's a complete bust in coverage it may be we didn't get to where we're supposed to on a gap in the screen game all of those things and the only way that team was going to get back into the game was through explosive plays so to be aware of how the game is playing out is, is important as well and so we just didn't do enough in any of those areas to stop that all right let's go to Sean uh, he's asking did you think we tried to run the ball too often without Jonathan Taylor especially in the second half uh, I looked in the box score. There was 43 rushing attempts in the game for the Colts. Yeah, no. I, listen, from a, from a, you know when you have a 33 point lead and you go up 30, I think it was 36 to to seven. Seven, yeah. Um, no, you 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 you're try, you're playing possession football at that as much time as you can eat off the clock. You're you know you don't or, and I didn't expect that 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 team to score that many touchdowns. You're trying to you know you're hoping that mm-hmm. on one of those drives they have to punt or or that you have a drive that's consistent enough to get three or to get um, – and listen, we had some shots down the field that we didn't hit, that we didn't t- – and, and some we didn't even take. It's there, and we don't put the ball where it's supposed to be. Our guys are wide open, and, and we don't hit them. That would have been game-changing play. So offensively, um, we did have opportunities to take shots, and we tried them at some point and didn't make them. And the other points, we were dialed up and called the right play and didn't make that play. Uh, again, that's on that's on all of us. Um, and, and and but we got to be able to we have to be able to attempt it and make it. Mm-hmm. All right, we got time for a couple more. Daniel is asking, how did you feel about the pass rush uh, in this game? Seven sacks, that's the good. But Cousins still threw for 460 yards. No, pass rush was exceptional. Uh, seven sacks uh, is is they, they had a really good day up front. Um, you know, making Cousins uncomfortable again. That the the three takeaways. You know, the one fumble and the yeah. two. No, they they. They got after him up front. Uh, the explosive plays came from you know getting past the line of scrimmage, missing tackles, not being in the right place. So I, I really liked what our D line did as far as getting after Cousins and making him uncomfortable. That's how we got the that's how we got the plays we did. All right, last one from Wes, uh, Coach. Who are some players that you've seen uh, that have been able to provide leadership since you started as interim head coach? 
Uh, Zaire Franklin's done a really good job from a leadership perspective. Um, you know, he, he's he. I think he's done a really good job of pushing guys and mm-hmm. and encouraging guys and and um, you know demanding. I mean, obviously Shaq, even though he hasn't been playing, has done a really good job of of encouraging and being on that side. And and so um, you know those guys just jump out. We we have we have some pretty good leadership on the team. In all honesty, so um, there's a number of guys, but we, but ultimately we all have to be better at that. Mm-hmm. Push each other, demand more from each other. Uh, and so that so that results change. That's Jeff Saturday, interim head coach for the Colts. That's from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio program, and that full show also featuring Rick Venturi and Joe Wright's breaking down the loss of the Vikings. It's available now on the Colts Audio Network wherever you download your podcasts. Also on the desktop version, Colts.com, and the Colts mobile app. Hey, we're up against it tomorrow. We'll visit with Julian Blackman, who's fresh off his first career pick six. And we'll also have more on the Colts and the Bolts. The Chargers come to town Monday night football on December 26th. This has been the Colts Daily Update. Thanks for listening. You're on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan, good night.